to the Victorian Farmers Federation podcast. My name is Sunil Kuchinotta and I am the Vice President. The Victorian Farmers Federation has been the voice of Victorian farmers and rural and regional communities since 1979, helping to secure a farming future for Victoria and generations to come. Sit back, relax, enjoy this episode hosted by Tegan Buckley. Over to you, Tegan. Thank you, Danielle. Today we're talking to Sarah and Grace, who are paediatric intensive care nurses with over 30 years of combined experience. They have both worked in paediatric retrieval and cared for children suffering from major trauma and severe illness. Many of these children reside in regional and rural Australia, where the inherent risk of living on the land has resulted in admission to one of the largest paediatric trauma centres in Australia. It is through the merging of their roles as mothers, nurses, and now community education providers that Grace and Sarah have a strong passion to bring about change. They have driven to spread the message of injury prevention and teach the skills of pre-hospital management, breaking down the geographical boundaries to reach rural and regional communities. PEDS provide first aid training and customised education programs that aim to equip children and carers of children with the knowledge and skills to prevent and manage injury and illness. Welcoming Grace and Sarah to the VFF podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode. Grace, Sarah, welcome to the VFF podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks Thanks for having having us. us. So to kick off this episode, can you tell our listeners who you are and what you do at PEDS First Aid? Yeah, thanks so much, Tegan. So Grace and I are both paediatric intensive care nurses, um, or PICU nurses for short. Uh, We've had combined sort of 30 years experience in this field. Um, And we have cared for some of Australia's sickest children's as well as children who have suffered some really severe uh, traumatic injuries Um, and a lot of those children are from the regional and rural areas. Um, At PEDS First Aid or PEDS Education Service, it stands for Paediatric Assessment and Education Specialists. Now we started this um, a few years ago predominantly for the healthcare sector. We were instructing a lot of nurses who came from regional and rural areas um, in Melbourne um, and a lot of these places could only send one staff member at a time and we thought that was such a silly model of care. Um, And so we took our services out to regional and rural areas and started uh, teaching and nurses in their own place of practice, using their resources, their equipment um, in their environment. And it was such an effective way to teach um, them. So we were customising paediatric education. And then during the pandemic, we had a lot of emergency department nurses say to us, you guys need to get out there in the community and you need to take your services to families so that they, in the pre-hospital phase, can act in a really um, prompt and appropriate way to care for their kids. Um, These children are coming to our emergency departments in a really bad state, um, so they need to be um, educated in that pre-hospital phase. So we took our services out to the community um, and started teaching baby and child first aid courses. Um, And that has expanded quite significantly um, to doing customised courses for children with complex medical needs, um, as well as NDIS carer training and with a real focus on regional and rural of Victoria and even Australia now it's sort of expanding a little bit further um, because there's a huge gap there where these children are not catered for 
children and their families are not catered for. So I uh, I grew up on a farm. So um, I was quite isolated actually where we lived. So in the school holidays when my parents went to work, like it was just us you know, on the farm, it was like a like a small scale one. Um, but I I grew up in that sort of very isolated but rural environment, um, and then obviously moved to metropolitan um, city to you know specialize and train. Um, but my heart's been based on a farm ever since I was a child. So I'm the same, and I live on a farm with my three kids. So we've got equipment, we've got things that you know could be potential hazards and dangers, which are different to families that are based in a metropolitan city. So yeah, definitely stuff that we have to consider um, in our home life for our own children. Yeah. And I feel like this conversation is going to be very close to your hearts today. So I guess I'd love to dive into how do farming incidents impact you both personally and professionally in your space of work? Well, I think before we even think about like that in the space of work, where we are based, obviously being in a rural area, like when we hear about people in our community, children in our community who have had farming accidents, it hits um, really, really close to home um, because often when we hear about these reports or people tell us about them happening, either because we're connected to those families because our children know them or we're connected to them because we work with those uh, people in the community, um, often when they're telling us these stories, we can see where the prevention um, aspect of that would come into things. Unfortunately, a lot of the time, these stories, it's not um, a good outcome. And I think too, just following on from that, um, we speak about prevention being obviously the best medicine and we will do everything we can to get that message of prevention out there. We are coming from a background of having heard, seen, cared for these little lives and some big lives who have either been lost or who have had long-term um, ramifications from their injury. Uh, so it's re- it is really personal to us and it's really personal now as parents ourselves because we know that XYZ can lead to not only death but, well, death obviously being the worst outcome, but also long-term ramifications from these injuries. So whilst we are not about wrapping our children or your children or anyone's children up in Cotton Wall, we are very much about your children having a really wholesome childhood and living on farm and, and working on farm. Like That's really important to us, but educating about ways to do that safely. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I think that's just heart-wrenching when you do describe things that we don't think of, the unthinkable. We're all about prevention. That's why we do what we do. That's why we're here. Um, And it's just to have a really good, safe, sustainable future for our industry. So what changes have you seen evolve over the last 10 years in relation to incidents on farms? And what do you think that's an attribute to that change? Into 2021, some new data has been released. Um, 14% of farm deaths are in children under the age of 14 years old. So it's pretty scary statistics and we would love to see this change, obviously, um, but certainly over the past decade, not much has has changed or evolved in this space. Thank you for your honesty. It's uh, certainly something that we're all trying to do our part to make change happen and hence the VFF's Making Our Farm Family Safer campaign is bringing us together to raise awareness and to provide practical tips and guidelines around 
safety. Yeah, and I think, Tegan, I think that we, you know, our hope is that this next generation of children coming through and growing up will be empowered with that education and it will be second nature to them to grow up in an environment where prevention of injury is is just part of our daily life. And, you know, there's lots of things that we can do um, to help children um, in that space and families in that space. Yeah, and look, I mean, when we were we we gave this a lot of thought. Obviously, I think it it reinforces, you know, what you guys are doing, and you know what we're trying to do as well, which is, you know, just really start talking to people, um, you know, start sharing these experiences and start talking about what we can do differently, and you know, yeah, culturally trying to generate um, a bit more of a change in terms of, you know, how things are thought about. What would you like to see change in relation to incidents? on farms and into the future? And how do you think this change can be brought about? That's such a great question. Um, So at PEDS, we are really, really adamant that people should be proactive about their education around first aid prevention um, as well as injury management. So I think we live with this perception that it's not going to happen to me. We live with this perception that someone will be there to manage the situation if it should arise. But we are really, really passionate about teaching people to be proactive instead of reactive. So not waiting until an incident has occurred to then go and learn what could have been done and what maybe you could do next time. Whilst that's still beneficial, we want people to be proactive about their education and learn prior to something happening. And that starts right at the grassroots. So that starts right at our kids. We don't need to just focus on teaching adults because children can be taught really, really age appropriate and developmentally appropriate education from a very early age. Both of us have young children and all of our children have first aid that is appropriate to their age. So my my youngest is six months. She doesn't know yet. But my, <laughs> the next one up is two and a half. And he knows simple measures like when there's a bleed, you push down on it with a tissue or a cloth. So there are there are little things that we can teach our children from a very young age um, so that that is ingrained uh, as they grow and that can be built on as they grow as well. Grace and I often talk about a society where knowing first aid and knowing injury prevention management is second nature. Imagine if everyone had that same mindset. There would be no one standing around wondering what to do. Uh, There would be a community, a village of people who are there to support one another. And I think that is what we really want to aim for at PEARS is that it's everyone's business to know first aid. It's not a nice thing to have. It's a must-have. Everyone should know it. Um, And that can start right from where you're you're children are young at a young age that is so powerful oh you're both doing such amazing things we're trying (laughs) how do you think incident and injuries on farm can be minimized do you have any practical tips yeah look I think this again comes back to um you know what Sarah is touching on which is you know it's everybody's business so it shouldn't just be the responsibility for one person on the farm to be thinking about Um, injuries and accidents, but it should be everybody involved. And so, you know, the way that this might look with thinking about children, which is obviously our um, main perspective, if you've got your children involved in farm um, duty or, or, or something, like before they go out and perform that duty, part of the conversation should be, okay, what's the worst thing 
that can happen to you today. Uh, and not coming at this from a sort of negative or anxiety provoking place, but matter of factual, let's think through, okay, we're going to be taking um, a piece of equipment, maybe we're taking the quad bike out to the bottom paddock. So what are the risks involved in this activity? Sharing that discussion with your child to, for them to sort of say, okay, well, I could get bogged, I could, uh, it could flip over, um, there's a dam there, like a, perhaps it could become submerged, um, there's livestock, they could kick, those sort of things. So thinking through, all right, well, these are the risks involved with the activity that I'm undertaking. So, all right, how do we minimise those risks? So, um, okay, well, I'm going to take this path because uh, that's a better path to take so it's not as boggy. Or if I notice um, something that has occurred, I'm going to call back home or I'm going to make sure I have the ability to call back home. If that's not a mobile phone, is it some sort of radio that we can communicate with? So being able to be connected. So having these discussions with our children and involving them in the problem solving means that we put that, uh, we've already got a plan in place. So we've got a plan for prevention and then we've got a plan for proactively managing the risk were it to occur. So they're not going to be stuck there going, all right, this has happened now, what do I do? They've already got that um, plan that's existing. So I think having these discussions and setting up that culture within our family where it's normal to talk through those um, is, is one of the ways that we can begin to think about accident prevention um, and we can have it on our children's radar as well so that they're involved in it. Again, it, it should, just shouldn't come back down to one person. We all should be thinking about those things and um, prioritising it as part of our daily tasks. And I think, Tegan, often we think that um, speaking about these things with our children will cause anxiety, and we are certainly not about fear-mongering here at PEDS. That's not our business. Um, but actually, children are very black and white. So if we speak through these things and they become second nature, it becomes ingrained in their natural process of thinking. And as they get older, that um, that process of thinking changes and they can think through more complex um, uh, risks and and how we can prevent them. But Grace has this beautiful way of talking about what she's just spoken about then as being a triage process. So triaging your, you know, the, the most risky business for that day um, and then, yeah, coming up with a solution if it should happen. And I think that's such a, it's a really great way to create a family collaboration when you're working together on a farm um, and also reducing anxiety in our kids because it becomes second nature. And I think too, just following on for that one more thing, um, I think every environment, every farm environment is very different. So we can't create a blanket rule or a blanket safety measure for everyone because everyone has a unique environment that is unique to them and to their farm. Um, so as varied as our landscapes are, that's how our farms are too. So that's why a conversation with your child about your farm and your unique situation is really important. Oh, I love that. I feel like that's such a pattern that keeps coming up every time I talk to families and professionals. The Making Our Farm Family Safer campaign is aimed at engaging parents and guardians of children aged that 10 to 15 year old bracket in Victoria. And it's to drive that cultural change around tasks and activities their children are undertaking on the farm. Grace and Sarah, what would be your top safety message that you would like to share with our listeners? In summary, there's probably three things um, and they're sort of things that we've spoken about as we've been talking. So probably just to like reinforce those. Um, the first one would be be proactive and not reactive. So, you know, think about what skills and knowledge that you need now um, to be able to help in a, an emergency situation. Um, the other one is, you know, triage, you know, plan for the worst case scenario. So triage, you know, that risk, you know, for the activities that you're undertaking every day and that you're involving your children in. Um, and then 
that la- the last one really is involve your children. So obviously developmentally appropriate, but from an early age. And, you know, particularly once children are over the age of 10, like they're, they've got more complex uh, ability to think through problem solving. So involve them in that problem solving um, around farm safety, get them to participate in that and offer ideas and, you know, speak up for safety. We, we have trained adults for a very long period of time in, you know, preventing um, healthcare deterioration. And the biggest thing that we train in healthcare professionals is around, you know, encouraging everybody, regardless of your hierarchy or training, to if you see something, say something, you know, speak up for it, you know, and and provide that um, voice because everybody has something to offer in that space. So definitely, yeah, those would probably be our three um, main messages around that. Oh, thank you so much both for your time. And before we wrap up this episode, where can our listeners learn more about the work that you're doing at Peds? And if you've got any final take-home messages, we'd love the opportunity to hear any final words of wisdom to share with our listeners. Yeah, thank you, Tegan, for having us. It's been such a pleasure. Um, we're so passionate about spreading the word of injury prevention, but also that pre-hospital injury management as well. Um, you can find out more information about PEDS um, at our website, which is www.peds.education. Uh, you can also follow us on social media. We provide lots of bite-sized nuggets of wisdom um, and, yeah, lots of information around uh, injury prevention, but also around those pre-hospital moments. So yes, our take-home message, like Grace said, those three really important points, um, but go out and educate educate yourself because education is so powerful. um, And yeah, knowledge knowledge and wisdom is um, absolutely gold for keeping your kids and your family together. Keep doing the amazing work that you're doing. It's incredible for our industry. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Victorian Farmers Federation podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave a review or a rating, and for more information, visit the Victorian Farmers Federation website. See you in the next episode.